Parks, a 56-year-old native, tone it down for outsiders. If he doesn't, you'll leave out of here saying, what the heck did he just do? I don't want to leave you baffled, he says. If you ask him to baffle you, even if you insist, he'll just shake his head. I'm sorry, he says, but I'd have to sit with pretty well my own kind to get it right, because every time I look at you, I want to laugh, and that ain't right. He isn't being mean, and his chuckle is warm. If you aren't from here, it's obvious. You just ain't from here. Parks owns a television, which is tuned to an old black-and-white movie, but it's a recent addition. He doesn't own a computer. He figures the dialect comes from this isolation, both physical and cultural. You're around with no TV all your life, and no radio, and just reading books and talking to your neighbors. If you haven't got much to say, you ain't got much to say. It takes a few days to realize that Parks might be talking backwards. According to the Maryland Department of Natural Resources, the Chesapeake Bay will rise between 2.3 and 2.9 feet within the next 100 years. Dr. Donald Bosch, a climate scientist with the University of Maryland Center for Environmental Science, says this could render Smith Island uninhabitable before the end of the century. Smith Islanders reject sea level rise with near unanimity. Their denial isn't founded in red state rancor, though. They don't blame liberal scientists. They just don't see it. I don't go to bed worrying over it, said Eddie Summers a native islander and president of Smith Island United, a citizens group. He references nearby Spring Island, a flat pad of marsh that can't rise more than two feet above the bay. If the seas were really rising, wouldn't they swallow spring? Even Holland's Island, nominally submerged, still has a few strands of hardwood trees marking it on the horizon. But even if the seas aren't rising, he says, they're certainly eroding the island. Strong storms and floodwaters released shave feet of Smith's beaches and marshes, bringing the waterline closer and closer. When the state opened up Conowingo Dam in March 2011 to prevent the Susquehanna River from flooding, the water rushed down the Chesapeake and overtook Smith Island, bringing the sea to Haas Parks' front door in Ewell. In 2013, after Superstorm Sandy ravaged the Northeast, the Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development earmarked $1 million to buy out Smith Islanders. They rejected the offer and formed Smith Island United to present a counteroffer. Instead of abandoning Smith, they said, the state should invest in the island and fortify it against the erosion. Working alongside state planners, Smith Island United produced the Smith Island Vision Plan, an ambitious and optimistic roadmap that envisions a full-on renaissance for the island. Under the plan, new jetties will protect the island's major settlements. Tourism will boom during the summer, and more year-round residents will stick out the Chesapeake winters. The ranks of watermen will swell, even as they work with state authorities and conservation organizations to sustain the fragile blue crab population. It's wide-eyed, almost utopian, but Summers reels it in. Nobody on the island wants to be St. Michael's, a mid-bay town in the style of Hyannis. We don't want 300 condos, he says. We want to stay just the way we are. We like our quiet lifestyle. But Bosch trusts his data, and the data is clear. If current warming trends persist, the front yards of Ewell will eventually be swallowed by rising tides. The rate is relatively slow compared to the natural fluctuation of the tides and wind effects, so it's hard to see, he says, particularly when one doesn't want to believe it. If Smith Island sinks, Boss Parks says, I'll be here when it goes under, and I'll just say, he raises a hand in salute, God save the Queen. Glug, glug, glug.